Hi there and welcome to the show Grow Happy with Yoga. I'm your host Tasha. Join me on my journey to becoming a life coach and yoga therapist. In this show I'll share my experiences and interview inspiring guests and experts about all things yoga, reconnecting with your body, kicking anxiety and depression and planting the seed of self-love so you can grow a happy life. In today's episode, my guest is a musician, voice trainer, empowerment coach, and a yogi. We talk about her journey, how we can use and how we can block our voices, and a few awesome tips on how you can start expressing your true self. I'm so excited that you're joining me. Let's get started. and welcome to today's episode. Your voice is the audible expression of who you are, but today it's not just about how you speak to the outside world, but also how you speak to yourself. And I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Kirbanu, who is an Australian musician, voice trainer and empowerment coach based in Germany, helping people and also, also yoga teachers connect to their deep self and express their voices freely. So welcome Kirbanu, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks so much Tasha, I'm, I'm so grateful, grateful for the invite and grateful to be here. Yeah, I thought uh, I first found you on Instagram and I just love that you are not just sharing information about your voice and stuff like that, but you're also speaking so much to that inner voice and how we speak to ourselves. How did you get into that or that's a huge question. <laughs> well, we I think start smaller. That's a no. I I love it. Let's just jump straight in. I'm I'm a big I'm a big jump in the deep end kind of person. Um, so I'll I'll try to wrap it in in a container. But basically, um, I've been interested in in the voice my whole life since I was a little kid. Um, I remember when I was four when people would ask me, "What do you want to be when you're older?" I said, "I want to be a singer." Um, and I used to dream about being on stage and having a microphone and singing and all of this thing. So there was this impulse and this curiosity about singing, about the voice that's been in me since I can remember, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I've also, mm, I'm a very introspective person. So I've always had kind of one eye on my inner self and, and, and that level of self-inquiry and another eye in the world. I think that's why... You know, I gravitate towards yoga and meditation and mindfulness so much because they're so much a part of me, but that's a part of me because it's also how I am in terms of my living experience. And how they came together um, is that, you know, my journey to become a professional singer and also a voice coach, like anybody's journey, it wasn't a straight line. Um I grew up in a house that was, I experienced a lot of trauma and it was ongoing trauma. And I was also not encouraged to be creative and not encouraged to pursue my dreams, essentially what I really wanted. And so all of these things had an impact, obviously, on my relationship to myself and through that on my relationship to my voice. So it all came together actually in my hunger to 
pursue my voice, in my hunger to set her free, uh, in my hunger to be the best singer that I could be, I had to go on a really transformative healing journey. And so much of that was not just about understanding how to use the voice from a mechanical space. It was so much about how do I treat myself as a human? How, how am I kind to myself? How do I care for myself? Because I think what people don't understand, and it makes me really sad that people don't understand this, is that your entire being is your voice. So like how your body is, all of it, and how your psychological, emotional state is, and all of your beliefs all of this are your voice and they impact your ability to express yourself. So if there are traumas or things that are not serving you, beliefs, uh, sabotage patterns, all of this stuff, if you really want to free your voice, then you have to address these things as well. It's not a separate thing. They come together. And that's what I think is so incredible about really true voice work is because it's a transformative tool for healing within us that we can experience and also take so much pleasure from. So I hope that I summarized that in an okay way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I also wanted to touch on that because you mentioned in one of your previous videos or something that I read that your whole voice changed when you started really, oh, that's how it sounded, that you said that it changes your voice and did you mean that it's just like the mechanical voice or was that your whole expression? It changes both. Yeah, so both. Um, <laughs> so it's like, um, it's a great question. So let, let's look at the a mechanical point first and then I'll touch on the expression. So the first thing is that I, I like to think about it as to answer the question, do you access your complete voice? Do you feel that you use your full vocal potential? You know, when a baby screams, like they scream without really thinking about it. They have a lot of power in that voice. It's the sound is booming. It's intense. It's full. It's colored. You can hear the range of frequencies in that shrill. Um, but what happens to that capacity for us? Like over time, it changes and a lot of people's voices, perhaps through cultural conditioning, um, like Australians are quite nasal in the way they talk, for example, um, or through, as I said, uh, childhood experiences, conditioned experiences, maybe people telling you, hey, be quiet, hey, stop talking, hey, don't sing, it sounds like shit, sorry, yeah. hey, <laughs> like all of this kind of thing they all basically close the voice down. So slowly we close off the doors in ourself, in our vocal potential. Imagine that it's a, a big house. We close down doors so that what we can actually access is then very limited. And what we do access is based upon like a biochemical muscular reaction to certain beliefs that really limit us. Yeah. So when we look at that and turn it on its head and resolve these things, we open up our complete capacity. So what that means from a sound perspective is your voice might sound really small, thin, nasally, mousy, and that's just the voice you've got used to and you just think that's how you sound. Yeah. But that's not true. That is your voice having now been con conditioned through all of these years of life into something that is much more limited than it can be. Yeah. So when you resolve this, you access your complete 
voice. And that means that you access your entire breathing capacity, your postural capacity, you access your entire resonance, which is what gives like color and vibrancy and different frequencies and harmonics to the voice. So you access the whole thing. And of course, in that space, your voice changes, (laughs) how it sounds changes, you know? Um, And then of course, to the second point, through resolving these beliefs and through developing a a completely different relationship to your voice, what I like to say is an empowered relationship to your voice, where you develop things like self-confidence, you develop things like self-belief, you make decisions that say, no, I won't do that. This is my boundary. Or no, I will not treat myself like this. Or no, I will not let somebody else treat me like this. So it, it, it transforms us. And yes, in that sense, it transforms what we say and how we sound. Yeah. Yeah. And when you just mentioned that with the closing of the doors for your like your mechanical voice, mm. um, do you, because you also studied yoga and did you get into the chakras at all? Yeah, actually, I have a healing background. So I have a very interesting background. <laughs> I have a master's in science, actually. <laughs> so what I officially studied was um, zoology and environmental biology. Wow. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also got into yoga and I've been practicing myself for 20 years. And yes, now I teach um, on training programs. Um, and you help yes. teachers express themselves better and connect, create that connection with their, yeah. with their voice as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I teach, um, I teach bhakti, I teach voice, um, but I also teach philosophy on two different trainings too. So that's really fun because I, I, I'm, I get it's that inner thing. Yeah. I really like to be one eye inside myself, exploring, <laughs> contemplating the meaning. Um, <laughs> but to go back to your question, yeah, I actually also was working as a um, as an energetic therapist, as an energetic healer for a few years, and I did a training in this um, next to my master's. So I did learn about the chakras, and yeah, that's really know. that's really fascinating because then you can give us a different uh, or your take on that because I've only heard a bit about it. I have done a yoga instructor training, but I didn't mm-hmm. do any um didn't learn about chakras or I read all of that part yet mm. and I I know that I thought yeah that is something that would be very good for me to just find out a bit more because mm. I thought yeah I definitely have like a, a blockage or something in the third chakra that's what I thought because I'm usually someone who's very shy and as a kid I was I'm, I'm also now mostly quiet and I'm working on that but then I thought yeah that would be interesting to learn a bit more about that but I didn't understand yeah how can you block your throat and now that you mentioned these Mm -hmm. doors that you close off to those different frequencies that make so much more sense so yeah so what is your take on that (laughs) it's it's a good it's a good um inquiry um well you know as I learned it you know, to give you kind of a kind of quick overview, <laughs> um, you know, the human is an energetic system. So I think we're really used to identifying ourselves as this physical thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I know that you would appreciate this with your backgrounds, but actually like so much of us is just space and particles. <laughs> well, that's actually all we are. So <laughs> um, I think when we think about it like that, then it becomes more plausible that perhaps 
we are not just the skin, flesh, and bones that we perceive. Yeah. And of course we're not because we're also neurochemical pathways and, and signals and electromagnetic, you know, there's so yeah. much going on, biochemicals. And this is just in this physical realm. Now, the yogic philosophy talks that we're not just this physical realm, but there are other components to us that are, I guess you would say, more subtler or finer than what they would label as the denser physical self. Yeah, the um, subtle body. Exactly, the subtle bodies and, and exactly. So we expand beyond. And part of the idea of this is that basically overlaying the physical nervous system is that there is a, a nutty system yeah. it's what it's called and on com connected to the nutty system on the now i'm having the german words running through my head i'm so oh, sorry i'm like Vabel sola <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i don't have the english word anymore i'm like what is that thing called <laughs> the spine the central nervous system is what i'm trying to say here your spine it's basically that um you know you have seven chakras um, and again, this is very superficial, what I'm saying here, if, if to everybody who's listening, if you wanted to learn more about this, it's, you know, 5,000 years of Indi Indian yogic philosophy that you could get yourself into. So, and the whole concept has evolved and been influenced and changed by different philosophers over time. So please take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. And if you want to know more about it, pursue your own research. But the idea is that we have the chakras um, along the spine and that, they help basically receive and direct energy into the nuddies and then into the different layers of the energetic self, which includes the physical self. Now, if you have a block um, from this idea of energetical anatomy, then the energy is not flowing or moving in the way that it could um, to help support the organs and the glands that it would be supporting in the physical realm so if we talk about the voice and we're talking about your here you would talk about the throat chakra then it could be that something is blocked here which would mean that maybe the energy is not flowing properly or it's sluggish or maybe it's overactive or something like this even though i have this background um in working and i studied so energetic healing for two years and worked as a therapist for two years i have to say that in the time since then, I've kind of come to this space where I'm really interested in, in stuff that's more tangible, just because I think it's easier for us, especially in the Western world, to work with. Yeah. So for me, it's easier to say, or I feel like it's easier to access. If you feel blocked in your expression, then maybe your jaw is really tense. You know, maybe the back of your neck is tense. Maybe you have beliefs that are holding you back. For me, these things are more tangible than, than saying, let's look at the throat chakra, which is not in itself wrong um, and not in itself wrong according to yogic philosophy. But for me, um, in the way that I work these days, I'm more interested in these more tangible things because I just think they're easier for people to hold on to and um, to understand and to see direct, immediate results. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, so that I don't have to understand the whole philosophy and really believe that to be able to learn. Exactly, and not just learn, but to experience and then also to experience change. Yes. Yeah. And something that you mentioned in one of your videos that also just hit a chord with me was that the same as these tensions, that everything influences your voice, your your neck and your shoulders and your jaw and that it 
if there's something tense, then that also influences your voice. Um, can you say a bit more about that? Totally. Yeah, so it's kind of like, if you imagine that, I like to say you are your voice. What does that mean? Well, it means your entire physical and energetic body is your voice. So like what happens when we speak is that you have an impulse in your brain that wants to express something and then that sends off a chain reaction in the body, in the body um, which then influences the breathing system, which then influences the air pressure that's moving through the vocal cords, which then influences the vocal cords to come together and oscillate, which then causes sound to happen, which then has another, which then produces um, fundamental frequencies, they're called, and then, and then, and then. So it's this whole process. <laughs> and to make it simple, it's like your whole physical being has an impact on your voice. So Yes, obviously, um, because it's so connected to the vocal cords, which are sitting in the larynx or the throat, the, in the throat, if there's tension in the jaw or the tongue or the shoulders, for example, or the throat at the front or at the, the neck, then it's very easy then to see, oh yeah, okay, it's kind of like a domino effect. Then it's going to be like a squeezing around my larynx and then of course there's going to be like a squeezing on my vocal cords there's going to be tension unnecessary tension but what's more interesting well not more interesting what's also equally interesting is that you know not just looking at the vocal cords themselves and what's directly around it but understanding that in order to talk you need to be able to breathe Mm -hmm. Um, breath is the foundation of your voice your voice will not happen without breath we're wind instruments so if something is obscuring a free breathing system, for example, your hip is, you know, loppy or you've hurt your pelvis or maybe you've hurt your knee and another part of your body is compensating in your posture and that compensation is causing a problem for your breathing for the three breath, then your whole body and how you hold yourself and your posture, all of this is going to impact your voice. Wow. And this is the crazy thing. Like, I get get a bit excited. But it's like, it's not just a little thing that happens in your throat. It's the whole, your whole body and your whole, as I said before, your beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions. It impacts and it creates your voice. Yeah. Because you also absolutely experience that. If someone is more confident, they also express themselves completely differently to when they, for example, the same person feels mm-hmm. done and done so like press or something that the voice could change completely absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah so for example from the point of po- of posture and confidence and the emotion or the idea of confidence you know we take on a certain posture we hold ourselves in a certain way you know shoulders up and back chest forward you know head up when we're confident and we have a certain i think amount of strength and also relaxation that's going on in the body and then that means that the air is going to flow through through in a certain way there'll be a certain amount of relaxation and openness which is what we need for the voice Um, and then you'll be able to access different colors of your voice in that space basically to get your voice to work well you want to be relaxed and open it's just like yoga like it's, it's about having you know good posture be relaxed, be in flow, be open, and voila. Um, <laughs> it's kind of kind of it. Um, 
So this is like what would happen maybe if you feel confident. But of course, if you're like feeling crappy about yourself, if you're having a downer day, then you're not really open your chest, shoulders back, head forward. You're more hunched. By, by nature, you want to protect yourself. You want to like keep in, keep the world out, be safe, be small. Like, mm. yeah. And so just that posture in itself, just that is massively impacting how do you breathe and how open are you and what's going on with the tension um, for your voice to come out. It's not even considering what that means for how you will sound. Yeah. So- Shaky, unstable, small. Yeah. Yeah. And what I also liked is because if you are open and standing with a good posture and mm-hmm. feeling confident, you're also that also changes your inner talk and how how you react or how compassionate you are against your, to yourself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's an interesting thing. It's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. You know. And what I'm really fascinated in, in my trainings and in teaching, and I have online courses where I teach this too, um, I love help. I love using the body and consciously using the body to fuel the voice. So I like get people walking around a space in what I call a proud pigeon <laughs> with this kind of posture. And I get them to articulate and tone and, and verbalize from this space to see and hear how the voice comes out. Because this is really interesting to me, like how we hold our body physically and how we maintain that posture over a few minutes, it changes how we feel. Yes. It has a biochemical reaction. And that, of course, then, as you said, changes how we sound. Um, It's fascinating. But of course, on the other hand, we can also go from the prefrontal cortex and just go from thinking you know, go from the beliefs and, and also then use techniques that can help us feel more supported, more connected to ourselves um, in order to, when we're in a moment where we feel insecure, kind of accept how we are in that moment, stand there, have our own back and still be able to say what we, what we want to say yeah. when we need to say it. And that, that fits so perfectly with what's something I've learned as well. They call it the magical uh, triangle. Uh, that's the three things you can that influence how you feel, how, you know, how you express yourself. And that's, like you said, the body language, how you hold your body. That's something that you can influence. And then the thoughts you play in your head, you can influence that. And all of that can influence your emotions and the sensations you feel like. If you're depressed, you can, or down, you can stand in a very confident posture and you can you know, repeat, uh, play like very positive thoughts in your mind and that will also just change your, yeah, your energy. Absolutely, absolutely. I find it, of course, I I love mantra too. So, you know, that's for me when mantra can be really powerful because like singing mantra, even just chanting mantra and focusing on the the meaning of, of the individual mantra and, and that helping me to kind of step into that space of whatever it is, let's say abundance or healing or love. This for me is also an incredible tool to help, as you said, change the inner state in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And using the vibrations of the voice in general um, as a as a tool for healing, you know, to direct tenderness and care. This is also something really that I love. I love to do with my, my clients, for example. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's something that we don't really experience that often because for me, in the beginning when you start learning about mantras, that sounds like very spiritual and you don't understand it. And then with the OM, when you put your thumbs on your heart, on your chest, mm -hmm. and you just make that sound, you can feel it in your whole body and you can feel your chest vibrates in your hands, that it travels into your hands. And I just thought that was so amazing. And that's something that you don't experience every day to experience your voice like that. Yeah, and, and what's absolutely, and in addition to that, when you have a different relationship to your voice, when you when one is able to access their full voice, then you can feel the vibrations of your voice everywhere when you talk. Yeah. Like I can tune into that right now and I feel it. Wow. Of course, I've trained it and I've worked on it and it's been like my journey and like really <laughs> my thing. But you can, one can, you know, one but, really can. And, yeah. and then, sorry, then for me, it becomes like a friend that is always there. It's like this intimate friend. It's this intimate part of ourselves that we can connect with and tune into at any time when we, when we want to feel yeah that that support or that connection yeah something that i heard that the reason why everybody at first hates their voice when they hear it is because they actually hear another frequency each one of us mm -hmm. hears another frequency that travels through our heads to our ears and that makes our sound voice also sound softer to us or like warmer mm -hmm. Yeah, with the videos that you showed, that uh, I, I just saw one where you were talking about the vibrations, and I think you are very trained. Mm -hmm. you, you really use the whole spectrum of your voice, and so I can imagine that really vibrates more. Because when I tried it, you said you should make like an M sound, mm -hmm. and then you should be able to feel your face like around your nose and your lips vibrate. And I was doing yeah. that and I was trying it and I can feel it at my nose, but I don't feel anything at my lips. And I was like, huh, okay, the voice is, the, the sound is not traveling where it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, it might, it might be this, but it could be a few things. So um, what happens? So for everybody who's listening, um, <laughs> we're talking about, it's actually a resonance exercise that I teach in my online training programs. Um, and it's, it's basically a simple resonance exercise that's meant to help you connect to the felt sensation by felt I mean with your fingers on your face um, the felt sensation that your that your voice vibrates it causes vibrations and you can tangibly feel them in your skull um, and all you need to do is tune into that now why this is important is because when you access what we call in voice coaching terms or in singing terms um, the resonance yeah when you access this space which for us as humans is the skull well it's also the throat and chest but we want to focus on the skull um when you access this and you basically access a greater potential to really hear all more frequencies of your voice um so i like to make an analogy to the body of a guitar like an acoustic guitar you know the acoustic guitar has its characteristic sound because of the shape of the body and the kind of wood that is its resonance room. You hit the strings, the vibrations go through the hole into the guitar, bounce around, pick up color, texture, they get more voluminous, and then they come out to the ear of the listener. The same is true about the human kind of throat head. <laughs> and um, what's happening is most people are just throwing their voice out of their throat, um, forcing it actually out of their throat, um, rather 
then kind of activating this whole other space, which is the skull, the sinuses, the nose, the higher part of the throat, um, which would make their voice sound so much fuller and so much colorful. And so, so much more colorful, sorry. And so (laughs) um, this exercise is designed to help you with that. So um, if you want to try it, if you're listening, you just kind of make the sound. So it's like a really soft HM. And you would hold it on a comfortable tone and you would like place your fingers really softly on the top lip um, or next to your nose, kind of in the skin next to your nose, going down to the lip, super softly. And you should be able to feel little vibrations. You can also put your hand on the, on the crown of the head. That's another spot. So it's like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tasha's doing a double. She's got hand on the head and hand on the lips. She's like, I'm going to feel this. Because <laughs> I can actually feel it on my head. And, yeah. and I was thinking, yeah, uh, yesterday I couldn't feel it on my lip. and But now it's it's like you say, you notice it more if you really pay attention. Exactly. And, and this is, I often say it's like, Learning how to access your your complete voice, this full potential that is available to everybody. It's like opening these doors that have been started to be closed off throughout the last how many years of your life since you were a little kid. And you got to open those doors up again. And often that means being curious. Um, It means being open to a new experience. It means experiencing your body in a way that you haven't before. Um, and allowing that and it means increasing your sensitivity to these sensations yeah okay so keep <laughs> practicing and keep the hand on the head <laughs> walk around with the hand on your head oh I tell people to do it all the time I have so many of my clients who because we're all online at the moment everyone just has their zoom meetings with the video off and their sound off and they're all doing their vocal exercises <laughs> like I have so many of them tell me they do this <laughs> that's so cool yeah <laughs> But I would love to hear a bit more about how, how, what can I actually do to open some of those doors or to really do something because it kind of makes so much sense when you say that, but it's difficult to know, okay, where do I start? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if anybody is listening, take a look at my free course (laughs) because I I explain a lot there. Um, I'm just saying that because that's a great place to go because I give a really kind of great overview of exactly this. Um, if if you want to try like one or two things, you know, the first thing would be to become aware of your breath um, more. And, and what I mean by this is we don't want to talk. Let me say that again. When we use a shallow breath like this kind of nervous breath that's just engaging you know the the top part of the chest this is not a breath that supports our voice we want to breathe into the whole body so you could imagine that you're breathing all the way down through the pelvic floor into your feet if it helps you um or into the low abdomen you know but we want to breathe and really breathe in a way that helps to fill us up and support the voice when we speak at the same time it's really important to avoid tension. So often what happens when I start working with people and I work on breathing exercises with them, they're like, (gasps) that's how the inhalation sounds. I'm like, okay, do less. (laughs) And now do 80% less of that. (laughs) Because 
I think I think especially in our Western world, we're just forcing too much, doing too much, trying too hard. We think we ha- it's all about this thought of it has to be everything is work, mm-hmm. and it's like how we use our body, how we use our voice is like this too, and it doesn't need to be. So, point one: breathe deeper. But do that in a way that is effortless. Mm. So that doesn't mean like breathing to 100% of your capacity. This is stressful. It means breathing comfortably in, but imagine that breath goes deeper. If you want, you can put a hand below the belly button to the low abdomen and imagine like that expanding like an air balloon with your breathe in and then it like becoming smaller as you breathe out. So this would be one really basic thing. And the best thing is that we're breathing all the time so this is something that you can take on the road and practice like in the day you know when you're at your computer getting a bit bored five minute break great how am i breathing so just getting a a, creating a stronger relationship with our breath throughout the day will help us have a better foundation for the voice the other thing is what i shared before this exercise for resonance this is really important um we must activate our resonance. We must be able to use these spaces that we so often are not aware of. If you're trying to force your voice out of your throat, if you feel like it's stuck, it's because it is, you know, but it doesn't need to be. Mm. So this is, this is something that those two things would just already have help. Like they would make a big difference. Okay. And with that uh, practice, you also said with the resonance practice, yeah, actually, focus to change your voice so it's you can feel it everywhere or focus so if I, getting into your head like visualization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so we, we're talking about this um exercise with the hands on the head on the crown of the head or fingers on the top lip or next to the nose excuse me <laughs> um so what you want to do is imagine you're not sending your voice anywhere you want to imagine that you're basically, I say to my clients, imagine that you have like an energy ball in the third eye and in the crown and up above the head. And it's like, you know, the frequencies of your voice. So just imagine you just open that door when you talk. Just imagine that your voice is there. Imagine that the frequencies of the voice, the, the sound is there. This is the body of the guitar. And that exercise, that's meant to help you physically feel that. But we want to make sure that in doing that exercise, we're not trying to force the voice up because, again, we don't want to force. We want it to be easy. Less is more. (laughs) It's ease, not force. These are the mantras. (laughs) Fine flow. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, and then the other point is then addressing this is all mechanical stuff that we've been talking about, but then the other half of what I teach is this emotional psychological content and how this impacts the voice. So then this is really looking at what judgments do you have about how you sound? Because if you think you sound like crap, then that is not good. You know, this is something you need to change. It's disempowering. Um, If you think you, yeah, if you think you can't sing, if you think you sound blah, 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 anything that doesn't serve you, yeah. um, then all of these things need to be addressed. Yeah. yeah. I've actually noticed that as well, because if anybody, uh, I think lots of people will know this, if you 
are alone in the car <laughs> in the shower you sing completely differently than when you're actually in front of people and I have noticed that my voice is different when I sing if I'm not self-conscious or something and I can imagine that's that really can go into your life that change that changed voice it does you know it, it really does and it's again it's not it's not separate like vocal work is self-work yeah you know? it, it's it's they're not they're not separate at all um and to what you just said yeah like when we feel free and we feel in 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 on in i need to go back to an english-speaking country and learn my language again um, <laughs> yes that's what i'm looking for thank you and in, <laughs> um when we when we feel like this um then it comes out with ease that there's this effortlessness we're not judging our sound we're more enjoying the bliss and yeah, the playfulness enjoying it yeah. exactly because it's joyful it's pleasurable it's a wonder to sing it's so embodied and so wonderful you know it's such a gift yeah. um but of course as you said when we're then nervous and there are people and we're like oh we clamp up like be aware of what happens with your jaw and your tongue yeah. next time you want to sing in front of people, you know, and then be aware of what are the stories going on in your head? What's your posture? What's happening to your breathing? Yeah. You know, all of these things. And then of course the voice doesn't come out sounding free, open, easy, joyful. It's coming out restricted because our entire system is basically closing us down. Why is it doing that? Well, probably to protect us you know yeah, yeah. depends on our own individual story yes and that's credit that you when we actually notice that what happens in our body and how we react it's easier to reframe that or to shift that into something else or like you say shift yes. the narrative and i just love the a story that you told about when you were going on a in Germany to perform and you were going oh, yes. to go out on the stage and <laughs> you wanted to say like uh, an intro to what you're actually singing so they understand and have something to connect with when you're singing in English mm. but your German wasn't that good and you yeah. were up in your head and you were psyching yourself out because you totally. think you were not going to sound that good but yeah. just noticing that and reframing that can make such a huge influence so that you I love that you said that rather than seeing it that you are bad and you are not good and they're going to think you are not smart is that it's practice so every time you practice you're going to get better and every time yeah. with every time you practice it will just build and later that is the narrative that you have when you have to go out on stage and then you don't even have that critic anymore if you keep practicing that. So I just thought that was also an amazing thing that especially connected with your singing probably also just helps you to relax and makes your experience of singing and bringing out your voice so much better as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was a really important moment for me when I realized, um, yeah, like I said in the video, you know, you're in front of, I don't know, sometimes it's a few, like maybe 50 or 60 people, then sometimes it's a few hundred people and <laughs> talking in this foreign language and feeling like a complete twat. 
and <laughs> idiot, you know, and, um, and that judgment and that judgment. And yeah, that was just shutting me down. Um, so it was super important for me to notice that and then reframe. And then every time I got on stage to consciously, and it took practice to consciously reframe that it didn't just happen overnight, obviously. Yeah. Um, but to be like, to catch my judgment and then say on stage, you know, it's all happening for, in front of all these people in my head, like <laughs> to catch myself and, and, and say, Hey, no, this is an opportunity. The opportunity in this is to practice through practice. You'll get better. And you'll be able to express yourself more confidently in this language practice, mm-hmm. you know, you know? And so, yeah, but that also takes, you know, this love and compassion and having your own back and, um, being able to sit in a space of discomfort yeah. um, in a way that is supportive and loving and to say, hey, yeah, it's it's difficult at the moment. I know you're nervous. I know you're standing on the stage feeling super vulnerable. Yeah, I know that critical voice is going through your head. It's okay. I'm here for you. Yeah. And we've got this, you know? Yeah. Amazing. So I, I just really love that with the, because that also fits so well with the, what I'm learning from the coaching and mm. because I'm also doing a coaching certification, and you learn to be an expression coach, right? This is what I call it, yeah. <laughs> because oh. so I was so sorry to interrupt, just to clarify, because so much of the work I do, it's it's not just it's really therapy using the voice as the tool. Like this is so much of what I do with people, and every individual is different for the people who come to, for one-to-one coaching, obviously. Um, but it's really, it's really like therapy with your voice, because as I've said, you are there's voice. no separation. You are your voice. Excuse me, I interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And um, and then I was really curious. How did you go into teaching yoga teachers? Did, did you notice that a lot of people were struggling with that, or did you have a lot mm-hmm. of clients that were yoga teachers? Yeah, it was really interesting for me. So. Um, I guess I, I started developing all of like the method that I teach. It's very unique to me, um, because of my own journey and my, because it's coming out of me, obviously, but, um, (laughs) yeah, but also I guess because of my own journey and my own tendencies with this inner reflection, mindfulness meditation approach. So it's kind of science meets yoga in a sense. Um, and I started developing the resources and the method behind what I teach and how I teach now, I guess in 2013, 2014, I think is when I started offering workshops and that was just really local at different yoga centers. And I went to yoga centers initially because I was looking for mindfulness oriented people. And I was, I thought, I asked myself, where do I find these people here? And I thought, well, maybe at the yoga centers, Um, (laughs) you know, and I already, as I said, have been practicing myself yoga for 20 years. So it was already a big part of my life. Um, And, and through that, you know, I got some clients coming to me for one-to-one coaching and what ended up happening was, I guess, two things kind of simultaneously. One is that I noticed that probably 70, at that time, about 70 to 80% of the people that would work with me were yoga teachers. Um, And they were coming to me because they were unhappy with how their voice sounded. Or they'd had feedback from students in classes telling them it wasn't working. Or they were losing their voice. They were having vocal health issues 
Um, So the voice was like croaking or vocal loss, burning, itching sensations, hoarseness in the throat, like all of this, which is totally unnecessary and shouldn't happen. Um, So they all started coming to me. And at the same time, this was then, this was an observation, I guess, over a few years. And then I, in 2018, realized that I wanted to offer more online stuff because I love traveling and I want to live a more nomadic life. Um, So I had, I kind of came to a crossroads in my life at that, in that year where I pivoted from being an indie musician to doing bhakti music. So that was quite the pivot. Um, (laughs) um, And doing like mantra and just creating mantra music and creating music and yoga events and stuff like this. And then I decided kind of through that process and interacting more and more and more with the yoga community um, that I wanted to offer an online voice course for yoga teachers. So that's where I began. I created an online course, which is still online. It's still available for yoga teachers because I saw that there wasn't really this resource. And then at the same time, I started reaching out to teacher training programs and saying, hey, I see that you don't offer this in your curriculum. I think that's not good. Um, I would like to offer you, let's talk about what we could do together. So at the moment, I'm teaching on about 18 different programs. Wow, amazing. Around the world, which is amazing. So you're just traveling all over the world. Well, yeah, via Zoom. Isn't that convenient? (laughs) But it's it's also cool that you made that shift before this happened. So you were actually already primed for online. I was. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it just, when I sat back and asked myself, so I basically, I had been working as an indie musician, living 100% from performing for like seven years. And that was my dream. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to do this thing. I wanted to write my own music. Very stubborn kind of person I am. So (laughs) I just did my thing. But um, it was like 100 to 120 concerts a year. And I was getting really exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, And that led me to this decision of reflecting on what do I want the next 15, 20 years of my life to look like. And I'm getting older so obviously this kind of wild touring that's been happening is maybe not sustainable (laughs) for my life and also for my partnership friendships and everything so that's when I kind of realized that I wanted to be able to travel more and that that meant that I I needed to somehow have this 50-50 kind of life where I could be 50% online and like offer coaching and courses and teach online and perform online and then also be alive, you know, for tours and stuff like this. So that would be happening right now, but everything has been shut down for a while. So I've just been online <laughs> and not traveling. <laughs> no. like the complete extreme of the other side. You were traveling so much and so many tours. <laughs> yeah, and now you're just at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, but this is kind of how it all unfolded. And, um, yeah, and since then I've I've been developing more and more courses, which are not just focused for yoga people, but for everybody. Yeah. Um, and obviously my client base has also expanded, and I, I learn, I learn so much from the people who who I work with. You know, I learn every person is unique, and every person's struggle is unique, and I learn so much. I'm so grateful for my for my clients, um, because they teach me so much more about the voice. You know. 
so beautiful to hear all of this and after how you how your journey unfolded uh, unfolded as well that's really amazing and what would you say was one of the biggest influences on this whole journey singing <laughs> that's singing. a good question singing and that's something wanting to sing get into yeah. and sing and yeah experience the self more Yeah, but I mean, I, it's like, it hasn't changed, you know, I, I, it was my, my big struggle and my big healing and my, you know, when I was living in the States, I lived in America for a few years, I would clean toilets just to save money for my vocal lessons. Like I cleaned toilets for singing lessons. This is true story. <laughs> yeah. Because I, it was just so important to me and I practiced and I practiced and it became so much, I guess, a part of my identity. And then obviously as an indie musician and singing. Um, but now, you know, if I don't sing for 30 minutes in the morning, I don't have a good day. Like I do yoga, I meditate, but honestly, I need to sing. Yeah, Singing is the thing. Yeah, singing is what has influenced this journey the most. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show today and for all the tips and tricks. It was really great to get to know you and more you're so welcome thank you so much for having me yeah it was a my pleasure my pleasure pleasure to share and uh yeah thanks for holding the space yes absolutely and if anybody wants to follow Kevano, where can they find you oh yeah you can um follow me on instagram um basically if you type my name Kirbanu, as it's spelled in the podcast I'm the only one with that name on the entire internet, so you'll find me. <laughs> But basically, I'm, an, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. My music is anywhere where you can listen to music, Spotify, iTunes, Apple. Um, my online courses you'll find and coaching you'll find on my website. And if you're interested, I have my annual Express Yourself, which is for anyone wanting to use their voice for speaking in a more empowered way. My annual Express Yourself course is going to be happening for four weeks online at the end of June. Ooh, so you can find out all about that on my website too. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> And all that, those details will also be in the show notes for everybody who wants to just click. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful week. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>